the Bible Study Podcast, episode 122. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke as we wrap up Luke chapter 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We wrap up Luke chapter 11 with a section that my Bible titles Six Woes. It is certainly not titled How to Win Friends and Influence People. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee, noting that Jesus did not first wash before the meal, was surprised. Then the Lord said to him, now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But give what is inside the dish to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the later without leaving the former undone. Woe to you Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, and because you are like unmarked graves which men walk over without knowing it. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your forefathers who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your forefathers did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that has been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who were entering. When Jesus left there, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, waiting to catch him in something he might say. The only part of that section that is not a surprise probably is that last verse that says, after this section, the Pharisees and the teachers begin to oppose him fiercely. What's going on here? Why is Jesus picking a fight with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law? Now, let's be clear. Pharisee has certainly gotten a bad name. We've talked about it before. The Pharisees came out of the intertestamental period. After Alexander the Great conquered this area, he left one of his generals in charge who ruled from Syria, and he wanted to Hellenize. He wanted to make the worship of these people be Greek in form and substance. He killed pigs in the temple and did a number of things so that he would try and drive the people away from their religion. And the Pharisees were created, or the Pharisees got created in response to this in a desire to come back to the religion, a desire to keep it pure, and also a desire not to go off into exile again as the people had come back from exile. And so the Pharisees, which tend to be fairly well off, are trying to keep all the individual letters of the law. And that's part of the problem that Jesus has with them. Now, 
there's nothing wrong with keeping the law, clearly. But it's the way they do it and their approach that is a problem with Jesus, and that's where they come into conflict in this section. So the very first thing we get here is Jesus doesn't wash before the meal. Now, my mother made me wash my hands before going to a meal, and so there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And yet something has been troubling Jesus, I think, that finally comes out at this point. He says, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. So the problem he's got with them is that their outside face and their inside character are inconsistent. They are all about religious practices, and they're all about the showy religious practices. But inside, he says, their greed and wickedness. And we said they're relatively well off. He says their motives are not pure. So he says, what you should do is take what is inside the dish and give it to the poor and everything will be clean for you. So he says, you're worrying about the outside forms, but remember, for instance, what the prophet Isaiah said. We talked previously about the prophet Isaiah saying, you bring your sacrifices and then you go out and you oppress the poor. And you might as well not bring them at all. This is not what God desires. This is the same message, the same message that Isaiah gave to the people is what Jesus is giving to the Pharisees. First, get the heart right, and then worry more about the outside appearances. You're doing it backwards. You're worrying about the outside of the cup, and it's the inside that's filthy. Who, when you wash your dishes, would concentrate on washing just the outside? It's the inside that is going to get you sick, not the outside. Woe to you, Pharisees, you give a tenth of your mint, rue, and all kinds of garden herbs. So they're trying to be very, very literal. They're trying to be very, very careful to follow the law when they tithe, such that they even tithe their garden herbs, the herbs that they grow in their garden, small things. You're trying to be very careful in small things, but you neglect justice and the love of God. The big things... Justice and loving God are what you should practice first. Practice the latter without leaving the former undone. Jesus is saying there's nothing wrong with the fact that you're tithing your garden herbs, but you've missed the big things. Woe to you Pharisees, you love the most important seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplace. You're all about the show. You're all about how people know how religious you are. That's not the important thing. Again, it's the outside. It's not the inside. Where is your heart? Woe to you. You are like unmarked graves, which men walk over without knowing it. Now, when men walk over unmarked graves, they become, in Jewish law, unclean and would need to be cleansed with the normal procedures. But they don't even realize they've become unclean. He's saying that just coming into contact with you, people get unclean. This is a stinging. If the others didn't sting, this one is definitely going to. And the teachers of law say, well, you're even insulting us. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about you, Jesus says. You load people down with burdens they can hardly carry. So as you get so specific about what you understand the law to be, that you can't carry more than two dried figs on a Sabbath, that you can't walk more than this distance, that you can't spit on the ground and work it in with your foot because then you're irrigating, 
you're putting all these burdens on the people. You're making yourself, you're making the law a burden for them, and you're not doing anything to help them. You build tombs for the prophets, and you're the ones, or your forefathers are the ones who killed them. You like the prophets better now that they're dead. Remember, the things that Jesus is saying at the beginning of this are the same things that the prophet Isaiah said. They're the same things the prophet Zechariah said. You like the prophets better now that they're gone. Now they're just some historical figure. You didn't like it when they were here and they were telling you to change. You experts in the law, you've taken away the key to knowledge you yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who are entering. What is the key to knowledge? I think, again, he's saying that it starts with the inside. It starts with the heart. That it's fine to know everything about God, but it starts with where is our heart, and are we longing to follow after God? I think the things that we need to take out of this passage is remember that this is Jesus talking to the religious people. So those of us, and that would include me, who are religious people, these are the things that we need to worry about. We need to worry about, are we doing this for show? There are definitely places I know in this country where people go to church because you're supposed to go to church. And the motives may not be there. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But it also may not be as much benefit. It's, again, outward show instead of inward commitment. I've been in churches where people fought about being in a position of prestige or authority. Well, that's not what it's about. It's about being in a position of servanthood. That a position in the church is intended to be a place where one serves. So why do I want that? Why do I want to be head of the deacons or on the board of elders or on the church council. The correct answer for that is because I think that I can help serve in this place so that God can be worshipped and glorified. Do we do the little things and leave out the big things? How do we treat one another? Those are the big things. What is our commitment and our love towards God? It doesn't matter whether we stand or sit while we pray. It doesn't matter how flowery our prayers get. That's something he has problems with the Pharisees in other chapters. There's a lot of things that don't matter. It doesn't matter what we wear to church. A lot of things don't matter. It doesn't matter where we sit in church. What matters is how do we treat one another? How do we treat the people of God? How do we treat the people outside the church? And do we bring glory to God in the way that we do it? With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. I think that's enough for one week. And if you have any comments, feel free to send me an email at host of the Bible Study com, or also questions. Someone asked me recently if they had questions, would that be okay? And that's certainly welcome. Or you could leave a comment at the Bible Study com, or again, you can catch me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary 
down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.